Yo, what up everybody? Welcome back to another segment of House of J. This is your host with the most Trey Dismute. And man, let me tell you something today. I just want to start off by saying, yo, I <laughs> it, I have been woken up out of my sleep. When I tell you God has not let me rest, man, I, I fell asleep and I was woken up. And, and let me tell you how amazing like like God is and, and how he uses each and everything around me. So today I, I want to talk about hurt and pain, right? That's, that's where I'm going to start off because have a list right I, I burnt I burnt popcorn it was a while ago it was a while ago I don't even remember how long it was when I made this list I burnt popcorn and I could not figure out how to get the burnt smell right I, like out of out of my out of my house so I I remember I googled you know how to get it out and it gave me these five steps i had to get it out and i'm telling you god woke me up and he used this list to give me this this segment um right now and he used this list to show me how it can correlate and how it can be related to everything in our life like like i said i want to talk about hurt and pain because we always have like on our trip like of life we always have like these unwelcoming passages right and like when when we follow god we're supposed to we feel like we're supposed to have a life like more abundant so what like what happens when we find ourselves like in the midst of a situation that we didn't create and we can't control and that it really will hurt us deeply and it made me think about the story of shadrach meshach and a bed nigga. Every time, every time, every time I say that name, I gotta slow down because I'm still not used to Shadrach, Meshach, and a bed nigga. Every time I say that name, I try not to mix them up. But anyways, they, like they were happily going to, uh, about their lives. If you read in Daniel, right? And they were serving God, and they landed like right in the middle of a fiery furnace like a literal fiery furnace like as a result and to everybody's surprise like they were not burned up in the flames and in fact when they walked out of the furnace right they didn't have a hair even singed on their head and they didn't even smell like smoke which is unimaginable because if you even come near a fire you don't even got to be in it you'll smell like smoke and we and we have not been thrown like into an actual furnace, but we have like we have walked you know through fire and maybe like you know we had people that we thought our friends stabbed us in the back. Maybe our marriages have been in trouble, or maybe we've you know trusted and had a and have been like talked about badly. Maybe we've even been disappointed when something didn't go our way, and maybe we've been hurt like by situations beyond our control or, or, or maybe our lives are like currently filled with pain. So like 
I, like, I wish I could say, like, I have not smelled like smoke after walking through, like, fires in my life. But I know, I, I know I didn't stink of, of smoke and, and of things that I've went through because I allowed the stink of, like, my situation or the betrayal of other people or bad decisions cling to me. And I've allowed fear to overwhelm me at times and bitterness, you know, to overtake me and hold and, like, the hurt in my life hold me back. And I want you to think about the same for you, because I'm telling you, this is going to be one of the most important things in our life. So you guys do not go anywhere. I will be right back as we talk about hurt and pain and how we're going to get through this together, y'all. Do not go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. On the house of Jay. Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome back to House of Jay. This is your host, of course, with the most trade dismute. And yo, we are about to jump into this. Um, I want to start off like uh, with, with with what I ended on, and and like I told you, it, it's crazy how I even got this segment because I promise it had nothing to do. Well, I I didn't think it had anything to do with anything. It was a it was an old list. I had wrote some stuff down. Um, to try to figure, you know, figure out, like I said, I had burnt popcorn a while ago. And I don't know anybody who's ever burnt popcorn. It doesn't stay. Like if you did it in the microwave, that's, yo, that smell, it's one of the hardest smells to get rid of. Like it really is. Like, especially if you, how bad you burn it and it, it stays in the whole house. It gets on the walls, everything. The microwave is just consumed with it the walls the furniture whatever it is so like imagine you you know you coming home to a house filled with smoke imagine that right like how would you begin to remove the smell of smoke from your home so like i said according to google which is what, what i looked up there there's five simple steps that you can follow and surprisingly Right. We can adopt these same five steps to remove the smell of smoke from our lives. And that's what I want to talk to you about. We're going to go through these five steps and I'm going to speak to you the same way that God has been able to speak to me through, you know, different things. But he helped me show he helped show me how using these steps in a spiritual way will be able to help transform our lives as well. Because we may, like, we may be hurt, but we don't have to be held back by our hurts and the things that's going on. So let me talk about step one. So let me see, let me see, let me see. So step one is to use an odor eliminator, right? So like I told you, I burnt popcorn. And um, so not only like was my popcorn ruined, but the whole house smelled horrible. And I was like unsuccessful. I tried to spray air freshener, but then the house just smelled like 
like fruity and burnt popcorn like it was just mixing the smells together and instead of getting rid of a bad odor like air freshener simply tries to cover it up but often what it does is if it's if it, if the smell is too bad then it just makes it worse and it magnifies it but listen an odor eliminator is different it doesn't mask the smell or add to it an odor eliminator completely absorbs the smell and removes it right so Many times, this is, oh man, this is, this is awesome. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But listen, listen, what I wrote down, I was reading it and said many times, like we try to use an air freshener in our lives to mask the smell of our smoke. Like we feel, we feel disappointment, we feel, you know, hurt, fear, anger. And instead of eliminating those negative emotions, we cover them up. And we, you know, we put on a happy face and we, you know, we got the fake it till we make it attitude and we may look good on the outside yet on the inside, we are still a mess. And yes, sometimes we need to walk by faith, not by sight and move forward even when we don't feel like it, but we can't keep that up for a very long time though. And unless we let God work on our inside to get to the root of the issue, the smell of smoke will eventually overtake and consume us. And and thankfully, we have the ultimate odor eliminator already available to us. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and 7, God tells us to give all our worries and cares to him because he cares about us. That's what Peter tells us. And in order to eliminate the smell of smoke from our lives, we have to allow God to absorb those things that we worry or, you know, fret about. Like the feelings which that are keeping us overwhelmed, hurt, or angry. And, and listen, giving our cares to God doesn't mean we give them to him, then take them back at the first opportunity we have. Because that's what most people do. Like we have to let go completely and trust them to our heavenly father. Like Philippians, if you read in Philippians chapter four and um, what is it? Oh, six and seven. It, it, it shows us how, right? Number one, like not to worry about anything. And then number two, it shows us to pray about everything. Number three, it says, tell God what you need. And number four, thank him for all that he has done. Now, when we follow those actions, the peace of God shows up and his peace takes up the residence and like that empty space and void that we feel we have. It takes it up in our hearts and our minds. And I promise you, if you give it to him, it will eliminate the most, the worst smell of smoke that we ever have had in our lives that we felt like we couldn't get rid of. And let's see, step number two, it says to install an air purifier. So an air purifier, it removes contaminants from the air. And like to purify, it means to free from undesirable elements in our lives. Now, when we walk through the fires of life, it is vital to refuse to allow our circumstances to contaminate our minds. It can be tempting, right, to each and every one of us to dwell on the negative things that have happened to us and to 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 like wallow in our hurt and and disappointment and if we are not going to be held back by hurt 
right? We have to purify, purify our minds, our thoughts, our hearts, you know, our, our words and our actions. And that's easy to say, but how do we actually accomplish this? So listen, first we have to recognize that we are not fighting a battle of flesh and blood, right? Because a lot of times we like to try to use natural weapons to fight spiritual things, but it's impossible. And we have to use the tools found in the word of God to defeat the enemy that comes against us. So let me ask you, is like, is there a better time to put on like that belt of truth? If you guys know about the, the full armor of, of God, but the belt of truth, put it around our waist. Is there a better time than when we're in the midst of our hurt? Like when it, when we're in pain, it is helpful to take time down, like to take time to sit down. Like when you're hurt in the middle of it, not after in the middle, take time to sit down, examine scripture and then journal like what I know to be true about God and contemplate what I know to be true about myself. Like you might be surprised at the amount of clarity that the Holy Spirit will give you when you're searching for God's heart for that truth. And second, we have to learn to take every thought we have captive and examine it to see whether it is from God or not. If we read in Corinthians, Paul encourages us to purify our minds by, and he said, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And we have to ask ourselves, is this a thought that lines up with God's word? Is something, is, is this something that I should allow myself to think? And if I continue to think on this, will it have a positive or a negative result? If we read in Philippians chapter 4 and 8, it gives us the standard for the only thoughts we should allow in our minds by fixing our thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And let me tell you, any thought that does not meet this criteria has to be removed quickly and replaced with one that does. Now, this this process, the, the purification process, it takes effort. And let me tell you why, because it 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 involves discipline and dependence. On the one on high. And a huge step in healing from any hurt that we experience will involve the purification of our minds, our thoughts, our hearts, our words, and our actions. Purification continues to grow our confidence. But not only that, it provides us with peace. So I'm going to move to step three. And and I wrote down... uh, the, the third step is said to get rid of the smell is it tells us to 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 deep clean the walls like um the windows, you know, if you have any glass and anything that may have absorbed the smell. Now, the enemy will always try to use people or situations in our lives to divert our attention. And if we let it, the hurt we experience can take up the space in our hearts and minds. And, and it'll distract us from fulfilling our God-given purpose. 
Now, in, like in order to, to, to remove the smell of smoke from our lives, we, we may need more than an odor eliminator or air purifier. We may have to throw on like some work gloves, pick, go get a scrub brush and like do some deep cleaning. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and 1, it declares our need to cleanse ourselves and, and pursue holiness. And I'm going to read the, the message translation because it's, it's beautiful. I love, I love how it's worded um, in, in this specific translation. My, um, my, fa- my favorite version, just FYI, quick fact, my favorite version, I love the NLT version. So if you have not read the NLT version, for those who are, are trying to get a better understanding of the word, um, I know King James, I understand King James as well, but um, I know a lot of people have told me when they read King James, they get confused and they don't understand. But let me tell you, New Living Translation is amazing. All right. <laughs> but, um, okay, I got it. So the message translation Right. Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one, it says, let's make a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts us both within and without. And let's make our entire lives fit in holy temples for the worship of God. Right. So so basically, it's not a question of whether or not distractions will come because they will. But when they do, we have to recognize them for what they are and choose not to let them knock us off course. Right. So last year, right, I walked through a particularly rough season. Right. So like I truly I was I was walking through the fire and and I know I started to reek like the smoke. That I was that the of the fire I was walking through, and let me tell you when the final <laughs> the final straw happened, right? So, um, I, I used to drive. I used to love my. I had a Toyota Sequoia, and I used to love my truck, man. And let me tell you, me me and my wife currently, we we hadn't been married yet, but she, my wife now, we were we were driving, we were heading to a Christmas party, and we got blindsided by a car that was flying flying down the street and he slammed into us and he totaled my truck and and let me tell you what happened after that so my truck ended up getting totaled my insurance saw the claim come in at the beginning of the month so they never took my payment so they wouldn't have to helped me cover the car, and then they sent me a letter saying that they dropped me. So now my insurance company told me that they do apologize, that they could not help me, so they couldn't cover my car. They couldn't cover the other car that had ran into me because I still, even though I was the one that got hit, I got put, I got the blame put on me. I, I was the one who was said to be held responsible. Even though he was speeding and he had switched over into my lane and hit me, I was still to blame. So not only was I responsible for my car, but now I was responsible for his as well. And my insurance backed out right at that. (laughs) And and, and let me tell you how hilarious that is, because at that moment, right, and and not it wasn't even a little, it was about a week after that moment, I realized the tactic of the enemy to keep me focused on the wrong things. 
Like, I could either take on the smell of more smoke and focus on the havoc, right, that happened of my car and and, and 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 being responsible, like, financially for all this stuff and having them try to attack my license, right? Or I can turn away from what I was experiencing, right, and refocus on Jesus. So, a little bit after that situation, I'm telling you, I immediately took my eyes off what I was experiencing and put my eyes on Jesus. In 1 John 1 and 9, right, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I repented for not trusting God in the midst of my circumstances and he immediately cleansed my heart. It didn't take long. I'm telling you, it didn't take long. So think about it. Is there an area in your life where you need to repent? And if so, you can do it now. Like no matter what you go through, you have to let God's forgiveness give your heart the deep clean that you need. And that brings me to step four where it says wash any to to, to get rid of the smoke smell you have in your house. You have to wash any fabric like or, or like the walls, the ceilings, and the things that like retain the smell of smoke. So it, it, it's funny. It, it made me think of like when I was young, right? Um, and anybody who has boys probably deal with the same problem. Like, cause boys, we all over the place, run outside, we play, blah, blah, blah. But like somewhere along the line, like, and I've heard it from like other parents, like, and now that I'm a parent, I, I understand it too. But like, boys like they begin to like stink because they they play so much but they don't have like a realization of uh of uh, <laughs> of the fact that they stink right but it's it's like it's kind of shocking they don't realize it and i know i was cuz i was the same way when i was younger like like i had to be told this i remember i had to be told to shower to use deodorant I had to like be told to practice proper hygiene and and it wasn't that like I liked to stink when I was a kid, but like as as kids we're completely like oblivious and we need to be guided right because without guidance, like we would probably never shower or shower <laughs> maybe every three weeks a month I don't know probably never like kids they'll never brush their teeth. Like, they would just have a foot odor that'll just take over the room. Like, their feet will stink. Like, if if they're not guided or or cleansed every week, then then they would just continue to build on the stink. And, and their kids, they, they don't recognize it, right? So, what would happen, right, if we only showered, like, once once a month, right? We, we'd stink, right? And, and it's the same that is true for us spiritually, Right. Ephesians talks about how we can be washed and cleansed by God's word by reading scripture often. Like we have to allow God's words to penetrate our minds and to permeate our hearts to keep us free from the smell of smoke. The word of God has a lot to say about the fiery furnaces that we can walk through. Right. So, like, for example, if you're overwhelmed by discouragement, We can turn over to Deuteronomy 31 and 8. And it says, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you 
and he will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. If you're overcome with sadness, you just flip over to Matthew chapter five and four. It says, God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. You're feeling overwhelmed. Turn to Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. It says, Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. You feel like you're being attacked? Flip over to Exodus 14 and 14. The Lord, where it says the Lord himself will fight for you to just stay calm. And these are all NLT versions in case you wanted to know. But listen, there's a scripture for everything that we face. And one practical way to wash yourself with the word regularly is to find a few scriptures about, you know, peace, joy, uh, um, comfort, comfort or love that you need and, and, and write them on like index cards. And throughout the day, you can read the cards to remind yourself all the time of God's goodness. And the step five, right? To getting rid of the smoke, and this is the final step, it said to reupholster the furniture, right? And this removes the smell of smoke immediately and permanently. So, so when me and my wife moved into the place that we're in now, we got a couch, right? And it was, it was, it's a great couch, but it needed to be reupholstered. And it, it and it still does. And I remember looking up the reupholstering process and and all that it does and seeing seeing I, I looked up the couch how it how it looked before right how it looked before it needed to be reupholstered and the transformation like I was like man wow like it looked completely different like on the picture from what from what it actually is what it still needed to be reupholstered but it it made me think like sometimes after we have experienced, right, a difficult situation, we might look into the mirror and, and not recognize ourselves, right? Like, like that couch was, brand, it was a brand new couch. I remember the lady gave us a receipt for it and everything, but it didn't, I couldn't, it didn't recognize, like it didn't resemble the couch I was looking at, right? But that's the way we see our hearts. We see our hearts marked by pain, by bitterness, by grief and hurt. And and that's when we know it's time for a little reupholstering, right? And we can look to God to to trade our stony hearts, like our hard hearts, for a heart like His, and He will reupholster everything to make it like His. And God is ready and willing to make a mind blowing trade to reupholster our broken hearts. He will remove our stony, stubborn hearts and replace them with tender, responsive hearts. Like, tell me that's not amazing that he will actually do that for us if we let him. Like, we might think we can't forgive or move on or, or find true peace and rest. And in our own strength, we can't do any of these things. But when we let God trade our hard hearts for tender, responsive hearts, restoration will always occur in our lives. 
Like we, we have to realize we're made in his image and his likeness. And we have his example and strength to help us overcome any situation in our lives. And in order for this to occur, we have to make the exchange. He can't reupholster our hearts unless we are willing to let go of the old and embrace the newness that he offers. We have to be willing to exchange the bitterness, the, 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 the unforgiveness and hurt, which tries to hold us back from forgiveness, restoration and peace. So, so I'm going to ask you, like, will you make that exchange today? And, and if you need help, listen, all it takes is saying, like, just say, dear God, I know in my strength that I can do nothing. So today I ask you to take my hard heart and make it new. Please reupholster my heart. Make my heart tender and responsive to your word and your leading in my life. Listen, if if we have allowed past hurts to permeate our lives and leave us smelling like smoke, we now have the necessary tools to no longer, right, be held back by them. We can also be assured that we will never have to go through the fire alone. When, when, hold on, let me say it right. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked through the fiery furnace, God didn't just protect them, right? He got them, right? He got in that furnace with them and he walked beside them every step of the way. Like if you look at the king's reaction, he was astonished that there weren't three men in the fire, but he was amazed to see four men walking around unscathed, like no, nothing. And the fourth says, look like a God. And if you want to uh, send Daniel um, chapter three, verse 25. And it said, like, when we walk through the fires of life, like we can have confidence that no matter what we are experiencing, our God is walking right beside us never leaving or forsaking us. So fiery trials in life are inevitable. The Bible tells us to not be surprised when they come our way, but instead rejoice when we experience them because those trials make us more like Jesus. He gives us the most perfect example to follow with all he experienced. Jesus could have retained the smell of smoke, right? He was rejected. He was betrayed. He was doubted and abused. But the word says that his life was a sweet, a sweet smelling aroma to God. And the same can be true for us. In order for restoration to truly occur in our hearts, our souls, and our lives, we have to take our eyes off the hurt and instead focus on the healer. Jesus can heal the heart that, you know, that people broke. He can exchange our pain for peace, our hurt for healing, and rejection for redemption. There is no heart so broken that Jesus cannot fix it. There is no life so shattered that he cannot restore it. There is no pain too great that he cannot turn into joy. Listen, you may have experienced great hurt. I'm telling you, I know I have. But from this moment forward, Let's agree together that we will not glorify the pain, but instead that we will magnify the Savior. Jesus gave his life to set us free from everything that could hold us back. And we can walk confidently knowing now 
right now at this moment that we can overcome any obstacle that heads our way. I just want to let each and every one of you know that I love you very, very, very much. I hope you have a fantastic day. I'm, I'm so grateful that that God has been able to use me in so many people's lives. Guys, please continue to reach out to me. Continue to let me know what you think, what you um have experienced, what 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 really spoke to you and what was your favorite part. Really like guys, text me back, send me messages. Go on iTunes, guys. iTunes, iTunes. Um for those who have iPhones, go on iTunes, subscribe guys to the House of J, submit a review, five star me y'all and 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 go ahead and please please show me some love. Um and spread the word, man. Like I said before, 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 if I can help at least change or improve somebody, at least one person's life, man, then it is all worth it. It truly is. I love you. I'm going to try to get some sleep. I'm going to try. I see what God has for me, y'all. But I will be praying for each and every one of you guys. Please pray for me and and that we can continue to have abundance in our life and life more abundantly. I love you guys. Have a fantastic day. Stay blessed. I'm out. Peace.